0: Hi, humans. Welcome to our podcast. Let's talk about it. My name's Lauren.
1: And I'm Adam. On this podcast, we want to help start or continue conversation about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of a lot of our traditional ways of thinking.
0: We're learning to deconstruct the religious lenses we once saw the world through. Breaking down topics like purity culture, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like feminism, equality, and love. Stepping away from our evangelical church background, all the while leaning into God and moving forward in our Christian faith.
1: We are truth seekers and love Jesus. And just like Jesus, we invite all to the table. That, my friend, is where you come in. If you have something to say or a perspective to share, don't be shy. We would love to know your story. You can reach us at Lauren and Adam at gmail.com.
0: We can't wait to hear from you. And without further ado, let's, let's talk, talk
1: about, about
0: it. Today we are um, we're talking with our friend Key. Key, say hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so excited. So um yeah instagram social media what a beautiful thing (laughs) seriously i feel like it's
1: (laughs) it's connected us with a majority of the friendships that we've cultivated like period in nashville but also just like so many cool conversations and relationships
0: So that's how we met Key. So the other day, it literally was yesterday, um, I was asking Instagram. I was like, okay, what next um, thing would anybody like to hear on the podcast? And um, Key actually responded. I was like, hey, you should have somebody on to give their reaction to your latest video, which is my um, how I became an LGBTQ plus affirming Christian um and yeah. so yeah that's on youtube and it's on my instagram and she's like yeah you should have somebody tell you how they felt about that and i was like <laughs> okay good idea <laughs> and i was like do you want to talk about
1: it <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like offering your own voice
0: yeah so um lovingly and humbly she said of course yes she would love to um and so we're really excited to have you on key thank you for doing this and
2: thank you for letting me be on there.
0: Yeah. So um, speaking of Instagram, I, I fully stalked your Instagram account.
1: <laughs> she did. Literally, oh, no you should have seen her last night. It was hours.
0: I was like, I'm going through every single thing. I want to get to know her on uh, such a personal level. So as I was going through, um, I noticed that you like uh, abandoned buildings and adventures. You're a coffee fanatic and you like, well, at least you are wearing the uh, 1975 t-shirt. Are, yes. Do you like that? Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I actually, oh my God, that is a hand-me-down, and then I felt that if I was going to be wearing it,
0: that I should start listening yeah. to them. Um, and so, yes, I have my
1: recent fan. That, that is wild to me that the 1975 <laughs> shirt can be a hand-me-down already.
0: Okay, well, yeah. te- technically, that's mine. I mean, my yeah, t-shirt, the 1975 t-shirt I have was actually Adam's, and then he grew out of it. So,
1: I'm like a huge fan of the 1975. Uh, the first time I saw them was, man, like six years ago probably now six or seven years ago since before chocolate hit radio and everybody like couldn't oh understand the lyrics okay, yeah. and then went to Google to try to figure out what in the world they were actually saying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was, yeah, as I was properly stalking you, I saw all those <laughs> things, which we have very much in common with you. Uh, you fit right into this little love bubble because we uh, love coffee. <laughs> as I told you, we <laughs> even owned a coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um. So Yeah. Loving, loving your, your vibe for sure. Um, so you definitely need to come out to Nashville sometime, come hang out and, you know, go on Uh, adventures (laughs) around this area and have some amazing coffee. (laughs) So why don't you tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, a little bit of like your story, um, and, um, yeah, basically just tell us, tell us who you are.
2: Okay. Um. Well, I'm from Southern New Hampshire, uh, Spofford, New Hampshire, actually. Um, where it's I grew up in a very um, Baptist-based home. Um, Mm -hmm. just like with the faith, um, with the church that I went to, with my um, adopted. So, like, my mom's side of the family, um, is very like old school, like old Baptist beliefs. Very kind of just like reserved. Um. And I grew up on that and we moved out of the church around when I was 12, um, just because my mom, I think that was kind of around the time that she felt that I was more comfortable with who I was without being able to come out yet.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, so we
2: moved out to, um, what is now Spofford, New Hampshire, um, where we live and that has, um, two different churches. One is, um crazy evangelical free, which is based out of a camp that um they have out there a the christian camp oh, um cool. for kiddos to yeah. yeah to young adults um we started going there um and that was about when so i was 15 yeah so i came out when i was 16 um to my mom i tried softening the blow by telling her that i like girls and guys um yeah. but it wasn't true
3: yeah um, right, <laughs> so right when
2: yeah. i told her Um, she was like, no, I know that you're gay and like, you don't have to hide it from me. Um, I was just so used to the, um, the way that my, her mom, um, my grandmother and, um, her now husband, um, were just reacting to the general, just the environment and, um, how, when I grew up and like how I was raised was like the LGBTQ environment was just toxic and like, Mm. I almost was raised in not necessarily a homophobic view, but like yeah. now that I look back on it, that's kind of it was just very sheltered.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. Gotcha.
0: So I mean, so when, you you say you there was like the community, the LGBTQ community was toxic, but then also at the same time, you the fam, like the family environment and the people you were around were more like homophobic.
2: yeah it's like you didn't have (laughs) environment especially
0: yeah i didn't
2: have like a in between yeah like i couldn't tell which was which um and i had kind of tried to convince myself that you know i was just it was just a form of temptation like it was Mm. god testing me like i tried being in relationships with guys and like tried convincing myself that i was straight but it never really (laughs) worked out that way right yeah um and being raised Not necessarily by my family, but, like, in the church environment where being homophobic, or not homophobic, but being homosexual is, like, this bigger sin. I was more scared to accept who I was. And I felt that I wasn't exactly, like, loving my authentic self, especially when it came to my faith. Because I was judging other people and judging Mm. people who were the same as I was. But, like, I wasn't admitting to myself that I, too, was also gay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I what from what I have heard from other people, like it's actually quite common to um for those who do are in the community, the LGBTQ community, wherever they land on that spectrum, like it is pretty common to almost have a sense of homophobia within like yourself when you feel like those around you will, will like are not going to accept you and you don't have that support system you almost are like refuse to accept other people like that do you feel like do you feel like you ever came across that did you ever oh um, yeah oh yeah yeah. so Um,
2: I definitely had moments of like projecting where I was like they shouldn't be doing that but at mm -hmm. the same time I like in the back of my head I knew like that's something that I would do or like it's something that I'd be comfortable with yeah um or whenever I would have like discussions with people before I moved to the other um church yeah. like I used to ha- um I went to a private boarding school that was strictly Christian based um mm-hmm. and we had an apologetics class that was based off of like um things about like abortion and like homosexuality and all of that yeah. and like whenever we would have discussions about like other individuals being gay like, I would at first agree with what they were saying but something inside me was like no you don't agree you're just you're trying to you see the faith side of it but I was going more about the literal educational way instead of what I actually felt and what I actually believed
0: yeah yeah that's so interesting that's like yeah you were like stuck in this like in between yeah, like worlds almost. Yeah. I can imagine. It was a
2: completely different world. Yeah. Like I, it was a completely, it was,
0: yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Okay. Well, I I remember, so when we were talking, um, you said that you originally, I mean, you came out as gay and then trans and now you you don't really identify. Um, Can you you expand on that? What does that mean to you? Yeah.
2: um, I kind of, I've always been someone who was more masculine presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was diagnosed with dysphoria when um, I was about 20. And that in general is just like, it can be your gender. It can be your body. It can be anything you're uncomfortable with about yourself. So um, my therapist at the time, she's also Christ-based, um, was like, well, why don't you know? You do some research, explore Talked to other people. Um, and I ended up starting testosterone in 2017 um, and was on it for about a year and had met my um, former, former partner okay. at that time. Um, and uh, that was, I'm trying to think just statewide, that was May of 2017. Um, and I had been on it for about six months and... As much as I liked how I felt about it, yeah. I there was just something uncomfortable, something unsettling um, and just wasn't really what I wanted to be
3: yeah.
2: as great as it made me feel. Mm. Um, and I was on it for about a year um, and when I was still with my ex Tori at the time, she was I, at first I took it as like her being like, "Hey, like you shouldn't be on it." This yeah. is not right as a negative thing. Yeah. Um. But when I look back on it now, she was she and her family were, I think, noticing, especially the faith struggle. Mm. Where I was more caught up in my worldly identity and like how yeah. I presented to others that the last one made me feel comfortable. But that was again the worldly thing. Like I, there was, I could easily have felt comfortable in myself without going on to soft Yeah.
3: Um
2: so I was on it for a year and then leaned off of it was off of it for about a year and then um after the breakup we still remained friends and stuff and she just would encourage me and like that was a good to have that solid connection even with friends too yeah. where they still were accepting it. it's who I was and um it's still encouraging in the Christ aspect um and then about uh it was August of last year yeah I started testosterone again just because it was easy to start. I had already started it. I liked how I knew how I felt on it before, and I was just very uncomfortable again with who I was. And I find that every time I'm uncomfortable in that way, yeah. just happens to be when I am not on a strong face path. Yeah. And so I like to take the easy way out. Um, and I was on it again from August to January of this year, um, and I met my most recent partner, um, and ended up moving, that's why I moved up to the Adirondack. Well, the way that, and a lot of people, and this is part of the reason I don't really like identify within or a part of like the LGBT community outwardly is that um, people don't realize, at least from my personal experience, that um, dysphoria is a mental health condition Mm -hmm. where as with any other mental health illness, you can easily treat it with a medication or you can work on it without the medication um, and just, it'll be a struggle. Yeah. And for me being on testosterone, like, my body and my mental health, like, I told myself I was feeling better. This is what I wanted. Like, mm. this is the greatest feeling in the world. But in regards to how it was treating my body and how it enhanced one of more so my negative traits than my positive trait. Yeah. It was very, like, I know I have a couple guy friends that are trans, and it works, they're like, they're happy. It's who they are. It's, yeah. They needed it. But it just wasn't something that was for me as much as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um.
0: So you're supportive so of second, others, like, going yeah, down that yeah, path. Yeah, of
2: course.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah, it's, I commend you for being so, self-aware because especially with with struggling the way that you did like dysphoria like that's and do um i i can't yeah i can't imagine like the strength that you have to have to to make those hard decisions especially when you've you've tried you've tried it and you're like okay i like certain aspects of you know being on testosterone and i like certain aspects of not and it's like the back and forth every day without without Medication and without, you know what I mean. So it's I definitely commend you and your strength and your self awareness. Yeah,
1: it takes a ton of self awareness
0: Yeah, it's
2: definitely taken. It's taken almost five years for me to actually be, come like I was telling myself I was comfortable with myself even after being off of it, but being up, like the past even seven eight months I've just been very eye-opening within getting into this relationship and then it ending up being super toxic and leaving it and then moving back home for a little bit but also realizing that like who I was then who I was up there who I am back home like what really matters is who I am on the inside not my outward appearance which is something I'm still adjusting to just because I'm not used to um when I was on testosterone I gained a lot of weight and then lost when you're off of it, your body drops it really fast.
3: Yeah. gotcha.
2: Um, but I also wasn't taking good care of myself. So yeah. I lost a large amount of weight in a really quick amount of time. So like, I'm still used to suddenly like attract, not necessarily attracting other people's eyes, but like people are curious because they can't tell if I'm a guy or a girl or yeah. like they're not quite sure how to handle it. Whereas like I could easily, people wouldn't question it when um, I was, like heavier and on testosterone, because I passed so much easier as a guy, but now people like don't really know how to yeah um, h- handle it, especially in the environment that I'm in back home like up in the Adirondacks, people don't really care
3: yeah. um, right, but
2: back home and especially with just the small community and the church community and just the um, way the general area is, people yeah. are very nosy not necessarily in a negative way but
0: they're just so uneducated and
2: they don't know just how to know deal like,
0: with it yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah well people love boxes right like people love labels yes. people love categories I think you mentioned that on one of your Instagram posts that I was looking at that people it's like it's hard to to deal with everybody loving boxes and everybody oh loving, gosh. like, oh, so, okay, I can label you here. I can label, label you here. And it's like, um, I love that you say your gender, um, your appearance, your sexuality and preference doesn't define your identity, but that you find your identity through your faith and through Christ, um, which is, I feel like, it's yeah, a beautiful like that's, thing. That's
1: so good. Just because, like, I know so many people, people can get sucked into just like trying to either a fit those boxes out of frustration or out of just exhaustion, like, feeling like they need just feeling to. like you're constantly fighting against something or like just wanting yeah. to fit the box because, you know, you're just like, fine, if that's, if that's what you're going to make me out to be, then I'm going to be that as much as I possibly can be.
2: Yeah. That. And I also realized, um, like whether it's the LGBTQ plus community or not, like, They've come up with so many different genders and labels and, like, sexualities now that they, like, it's really difficult to be a part of a community where things are constantly changing. And especially when they have that because of other Christians, whether they've experienced or I've experienced, like, they are so unsure how to handle someone who's both LGBTQ plus identifying and faith-based because they aren't really sure like especially with me not wanting to have labels or categories like I'm comfortable with my gender I'm comfortable with my sexuality but I feel that that's not that's not exactly what matters about me
3: yeah Um, and
2: that's in the world today is kind of what matters is what your sexuality is or like what your gender is Mm -hmm. or like what your social status is and I've gone through all of that before like I used to have tons of followers on social media and like I was miserable Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I was just keeping up a front for others yeah. w- and like putting labels on myself because I thought, Oh, like this will, you know, but at this point I've been able, especially in my church community or people who are just faith-based and I'm sure I've been able to reach them better by just being myself mm-hmm. and not allowing with like, those categories to, Define who I am, or to even adhere
1: to any of them anymore. Yeah, well, just a little history on myself in uh, my involvement with that um, is a lot of growing up. I very, I've always been uh, very like effeminate. I've always um, presented uh, not not so uh, masculine as the peers that are around me. And yeah. So, um, a lot of growing up, I had a lot of people assuming that I was gay, or that I was in some some sort of way. Um, I don't know, identifying as something other than just cisgender straight, you yeah. know, male. Right, yeah. Um, And fortunately for me, I had a self-awareness that I was able to kind of discern what, what was actually going on inside my head and what what I actually...
0: Well, um, he would also never dated either. So it wasn't right. like... It was also that struggle of being like, I don't know, because I've never experienced anything. So how am I supposed to... Like, I don't right, know. Yeah.
1: yeah, but it... And it like... It made it built such a frustration in me because there were it was I saw so many people that were influenced by what other people were telling them and assuming of them just because of the way that they were presenting yeah um, that they would they would almost fall into categories like there were, I had a friend um that was being told pretty consistently in our community that he was gay even though he was consistently telling people that he wasn't um and then he ended up even kind of just Diving into that a little bit and experimenting around with his sexuality in that way, and just finding a lot of frustration uh, because he wasn't, and then he just kind of right. had his own mental battles that he had to fight through, so yeah, just people constantly trying to put a box on anything or put uh, some sort of
0: yeah, restraint
1: yeah on on who you are as a human being well, is just a very tough thing
0: even within even within like your appearance to your preference are very separate things like we're not like literally so adam and i um we went to the pride parade in nashville this year and we were walking around and it was like (laughs) we were kind of like challenging ourselves in a way not i mean not really but we were like walking around and there was like groups and there was like um groups of men dancing it was like very just like Beyonce dancing yeah. you know yeah. they were just like getting it they were, they were like yeah. they were they were lit so like they were like loving it and they were looked amazing whatever and so but Adam and I were talking We're like but literally like all of that being said and like they're wearing booty shorts and they're wearing glitter and all this stuff is like but all that being said like everything I'm taking in I still cannot be somebody who's like yeah and I know for a fact that you're gay like the just how you present yourself in the way you like the, yeah. the hobbies that you have and the, it has
1: nothing to do with your no. actual sexual identity like I was even there and I was like you know what like some of these guys are inspiring me to want to learn how to dance just so that I can have control of my body and like all these different kind of things right
0: yeah. <laughs> and that
1: has absolutely no reflection on on my Pref- sexual preference yeah
0: nothing it has right. nothing to do with that and you know Adam and I as we've We've been together. We've even we we talk about how one day we want to raise our kids and like how like if our boys want to wear dresses, if our girls like trucks. I mean, it's something so like benign, whatever. It's like it it literally means nothing besides the fact that they're human <laughs> and they have right, hu- yeah. they're like experiencing human experiences. Like they're just like being little humans. Like they, I don't know. It's it doesn't mean anything. Like Adam enjoying like learning about like makeup that doesn't mean anything about his sexual preference or me being really into football all my life like that doesn't mean that doesn't say anything about my sexual preference and I just feel yeah, like I know gender stereotypes and then that I don't know yet yeah, the boxes go on and on and on and I just feel like maybe is that is that what you're talking about um a- as as far as like the lgbtq plus community are you saying like was that the part that was somewhat toxic for you being like the yeah it was the amount of
2: like it was the amount of um well to kind of give you history I have a friend named asher he um ended up transitioning and like he's been someone i've been able to connect with and just kind of talk over my gender and my feelings about he's not christ-based but he's just a really good friend and he um has been super supportive of me just like voicing my opinions and even as a trans man he's noticed that especially at least in the trans community because I haven't really been a part of like the gay community that there is a stereotypical way to like look and act or like how certain guys can pass more and if I know a couple of trans guys, like, for example, Asher, who sometimes embrace their more feminine side, Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: people automatically are like, oh, so you're still a woman. And (sighs) people don't realize, (laughs) like, no. No, that's, (laughs) like, like not how it goes. So, yeah, just, like, the, just what I've experienced, at least, especially back, again, I haven't been, like, out to bigger cities. I haven't been out and actually experienced more, LGBT community stuff aside from, like, people I've interacted with or messages I've gotten online.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, that, and a lot of them are just, like, a lot of them are, cis, people call them, like, cis-passing mm. males who are trans that are, like, they're super fit or they mm. are, like, really well-known on social media and they've got top surgery. They, like, they're on testosterone because
3: yeah. I
2: know at one point I wanted top surgery, but, I now, as I was back on it, can't really define the well, fine line between if it was something I actually wanted mm-hmm. or if it was because I was being surrounded by all of those, just like the incoming of top, everyone getting top surgery right. and like
3: right.
2: everyone transitioning and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my chest is like a part of the dysphoria that I do have, but I've been able to, like I bind on occasion or I'll just like give my... Um, Chest to break and like we'll wear a sports bra or something but yeah. like it's not something I've realized since i following a lot of trans people and also just not being on social media as much it's
3: mm.
2: really the influence that can sometimes you just screw with your head yeah um and I've noticed especially since um I was on my phone a lot when I was in my last relationship just kind of to check out and not be part of the real world that I realize now that Ever since being out of that relationship and even being back home, like I'm not on my phone as much and I feel much better yeah. about myself
1: and who I am. Well, I think that's just um, super real. That the, that's just a super real thing with any aspect of life period, whether it's whether it's trans presenting or it's just seeing other people's lives. Like it's such a highlight reel and to sit yeah. and compare yourself and like watch that for other people. And you can gather a community that doesn't exist together, which yeah. I think is. Yeah. Is can be super damaging for a lot of people because you can assume that like this vast population of the people that you know are all going through this process and you don't want to feel left out of it mm-hmm. when in reality those people may not even know the other exists and there's a large amount of people that you would know mm-hmm. even in between those people that like it wouldn't it wouldn't feel so collective yeah. um, if it if it wasn't yeah. coordinated in such a certain way.
0: Yeah, and I love that yeah. like you I think a one post that you had, you're like, I'm actually really comfortable with being androgynous. And I loved that because you're just like, I, it's okay. Like you don't have to have an, like a perfect picture of who I am for me to have worth. And like, that's what it said to me. It was just like, you don't have to like have a box for me, like for yourself, like to, to well, um, to be, yeah, to be worthy of, of acceptance and love. Um, yeah just being androgynous like I just I don't know I something about that just like really called to me and of course like this is all of this like our whole conversation this is of course is your experience and I I know uh some of my friends who are part of the LGBTQ community and it's been like life-saving for them um because yeah. you know they did they either de- grew up in a family where they never were accepted and um still aren't accepted and you know, obviously being around people who are kind of going through like the same journeys or have been. Um, so I feel like it's not just a, like a one broad stroke of like, well, this type of people are toxic or this group is toxic. It's like, you know, each, we each have our own personal experiences. Right. And I think it's important to, to know how it affects you. And I like, like I've been saying, like, I just really admire that you're, you are self-aware and that and knowing that like hey, I, I you are so comfortable with being like <laughs> being androgynous and being like oh okay it's okay that you're uncomfortable around me cuz what's most important yeah. is that i'm comfortable <laughs> yeah. and i love that
2: yeah cuz um actually when i did that post uh that was the um the pictures on that post were the day before i was moving back home um and my upstairs neighbor at the time i was unaware of this um, but she, was, she asked if she could do just a small photo shoot with me because um, mm-hmm. she sells vintage clothing. And I was like, yeah, sure, that's fine or whatever. And we were just chatting about all of that. And then mm-hmm. out of nowhere, she brought Jesus up. And I was like, what? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. why am I just... I've been up here for almost two months in this apartment and you're just now bringing Jesus up. Like, it was cool to have someone who... I always kind of knew there was something... Like, I can tell when someone is Christ-based mm-hmm. whether they are currently going after to their face or if they're struggling but like having her allow like I've never been in front of a camera I don't like being in front of the camera if mm. I do I take the pictures yeah. um and so being able to be comfortable in who I was and like slowly just relaxing around her and her asking questions and just being like you know you know it's okay to be masculine and female right like all of that yeah. stuff yeah. having that one-on-one mm. was really helpful because I feel like I see an androgynous people all the time, like, out and about, like, especially up in the Adirondacks, but I never have been able to sit down with someone who's not part of the community and be like, hey, like, you know this is okay, right? Like, I may be a straight cis female, but, like, I want you to know that you being you is okay. Like, it doesn't matter how others see you, which just having that 20-minute conversation with her before I left was like, wow. Wow. I needed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I mean, that's beautiful Beautiful for a, a, anyone on any spectrum, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's been a huge conversation that we've been having lately, yeah. actually, is just that, like, masculine and feminine coexist in each human being. Yeah. It's not yeah. men are masculine, women are feminine. No. Like, everybody has such a sliding scale, and wherever you kind of land on that is absolutely perfect for yeah. who you are.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And- yeah. That,
2: it was very like, I call my uh, mom, she calls it a God thing, like when things happen just yeah. when they need to. Like being able to have that conversation before I went back home, like I'm accepted back home. Um, yeah. And I am who I am, but I haven't been home for almost a year. So coming back to like the only people that I really interact with, I don't right. see often. Um, and the only um, gay friend that I have, like, she's, not someone that I connect with as much anymore yeah like being able to be okay with myself and like have that gentle reminder that I still have those people up in the add-on so I'm hoping to move back up but yeah. to have that 20-minute conversation the
0: night before I left was yeah. like wow that definitely is, a god thing I, right. definitely, <laughs> I definitely agree and yeah, we say that too definitely like, well it just
1: are... expands your world like that's so good that it, you feel like you have multiple places where you have people that love you and not only love you but like speak into your life Mm -hmm.
0: that's
2: beautiful yeah it's been it's it's so encouraging to know that when I eventually do like I was so I was telling myself ever since I was younger that like New Hampshire's gonna be my home I'm just gonna live here all my life Mm -hmm. and like being able despite the negative like reasons for going up like being able to after I got out of that relationship to find my community and spend those two months up there outside of um the former relationship and like make my own community and like almost have a family up there.
3: Yeah, it was
2: yeah. so encouraging and just another way of God confirming that like, hey, you're not stuck back home. Like yeah. you have a place to go when you're healed and you're okay. Yeah. Like just oh. don't think that yeah, because you're going back home that you're automatically
0: going stuck. backwards. <laughs> yeah, not going back. Yeah. yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. Like because I environments can definitely affect like even i mean when i go home i i understand like i it's almost like you're really faced with like the version of yourself you were when you were there
1: like mm. years ago yeah. well nostalgia is such a powerful thing
0: yeah and so i and i mean yeah i definitely get that and it's it's like oh okay it's awesome on one hand you're like okay but like look where i am now versus like where i was but then in the same like on the same wave, it's hard because you are actually looking at your past self like straight in the face because of the environment that you're in. Um,
2: Yeah, it's been interesting because even like when I'm staying in my old bedroom and like my mom was excited because she cleaned my room and like was finding all these old pictures and I was like, this is not me anymore. Like looking at those pictures and looking at those memories, um, it was just kind of like, hey, yeah, that was me. And I, um, ended up when I first came home last week, we ended up going, um, to Maine for vacation, which is kind of like a general family thing mm. that they used to do. And seeing a part of the family I haven't seen in years, um, and just how awkward they were around me and how <laughs> unsure they were. And it was just like, it's like, I am not the problem. Like, I understand, right. like, right. I would love to sit down with you and educate you, but my aunt, um... She had a couple months before moving home that asked my mom, was like is Keith um, still trying to be a man? And my mom like oh, looked at her and shut her down and was oh like, gosh. No, like, she, like she doesn't. That's not who she is. But mm-hmm. like, she wanted um, my aunt at the time had wanted to like sit down and chat with me and like just seeing her last week and seeing how she reacted to just seeing me. I was like, I, that was God's gentle. It's being like, now is not the time. Like, yeah. your family is not necessarily blood. Yeah. Um, True. But, it's, yeah, it's just been interesting being back home and seeing how people who haven't seen me either in, like, months or years are like, oh, they can tell that I'm, I they tell me I seem much happier and I seem mm-hmm. much better within myself. But at the same time, they're like, we, we don't know what, you are or how to handle you but like instead of me reacting off of that now I'm just like I'm am who I am and it's not my problem
0: love it I love that that's that's beautiful and that
2: and I also like I see both sides of it too especially because of coming out to my mom and stuff like yeah my mom knew me as Kirsten for 21 years Mm -hmm. before I started wanting to transition and like I've been really blessed. God has blessed me with a mom that's understanding and patient and mm-hmm. willing to learn. And I also know that there's going to be some people um, that are just—they either mm-hmm. aren't going to accept it, they're not—they're so stuck in their ways, or they just need to be educated in a way, and they need to ask those questions like, right. "Okay, what is this? What is that?" And I understand also on the LGBTQ side of things that. Someone coming up and asking you like are you a boy or a girl or did you used
0: to be a boy or like all of that
2: stuff. I can understand how that's just
0: like you don't approach people like that. Like, that's very um, jarring. That's like Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's so I that kind of leads me to um my next question, I guess. Um I was as I was stalking your Instagram. Um <laughs> I saw that you no, mentioned I- how oh. patchouli be quiet um, I saw that you mentioned how, um, being asked your preferred pronouns is exhausting. Um, is, do you feel, still feel that way? Does that still really like happen? I mean, you said that now that you're off the testosterone, people are even more like, who are you? <laughs> um, so do I mean, you- like, I'm,
2: it's exhausting to like, not necessarily in a negative way. Um, I mean, it isn't even in, in a negative way, uh, Back home, people wouldn't really care about that because she, her, or, like, if people didn't really know, it was him. Um, But moving and being in a completely different environment and a different state and having people constantly ask me, Mm. um, which is one of the reasons I'm so open and, like, I have my Instagram profile public and stuff, is that, like, I don't care, Um, Mm. and I understand they're doing it out of respect and stuff, but, like, at the same time, I'm someone who, like, you could call me any pronoun. You could honestly call me any name, and I would still respond. Yeah. Like, right. I, I'm i just not used to hearing my full name all the time. Like, when my mom's mad at me, she'll still be like, Kirsten. And I'm like, wait, who's <laughs> that? Oh, right, that's me. Yeah. That's me. Um, and being around my family last week, it was all Kirsten, and it was just weird to hear. But, yeah. um, like, it's, oh, it's just, like, it just gets to a point where I'm like, I don't care. Mm. And I wish that people, and I know it's going to take a while for people to realize this, but I wish that people, whether they're part of the LGBT community or not, would realize that like my pronouns are again, something or like my preference doesn't define who I am. But at the same time, I respect that other people have preferred pronouns. And like, I understand that that's really helpful and like identifying and assuring for them. So it's like both
0: sides of the spectrum, it just can get really tiring. I was going to say, having both ends of the spectrum, like you said, that's what makes it exhausting, is the fact that you're like, yeah. I don't care, but I know people do care and I love and I respect that and admire that. And But like, it's almost like, do you ever get tired of trying to make other people comfortable? Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, like, and it was something that I realized also held me back from being comfortable being uh, androgynous mm-hmm. is because, um, the place that I, the little all-natural food store I looked at, um, they're like, you know, we can play around with your pronouns if you want. I was like, sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And just one day they were talking with me and used, like, an example in third person and they said he, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, no, nope, that doesn't work nope. for me. Like, I'm not trying to be a guy. I know That's I so appear funny. as one, but, like, I, hearing it, and I was just like, nope, nope, it just, it doesn't work for me. And it. go ahead, sorry. No,
1: no, go ahead, finish
2: what you saying. Um, but, like, just having, like, it gets tiring because at the same time it makes me feel like I'm trying to conform to something that I'm not, by mm-hmm. like, constantly telling people that, hey I'm comfortable with like gender neutral or she her like I wish that at the same time people could because I know it sucks to get um what is it misgendered and I like know that that wrecks people a lot and can get to them but like I've gotten to a point where even if I had still been on testosterone and stuff, like who I am is who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gets tiring at the end of the day to be like, guys, I really don't care what <laughs> you call me. Just yeah. I'm, I'm key.
1: Really...
2: Like <laughs> I really don't care.
1: Right, you're like I. I don't even have the the patience to correct people when they call me the wrong name. No less when they call me the wrong. Yeah,
2: name. exactly. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. You're like, oh, my it's names. Just... My names. Alex, now okay, sure, yeah, that's fine.
2: <laughs> I had people, I had people that um, when I was connecting with the church up in the Adirondacks for the longest time. thought My name was Keith. So oh, I was like, Keith. yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I will respond to that. Like, I do not care. It's fine. Like, it, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but I think it's tiring. But at the same time, like I am thankful that there are people out there who are able to ask, like, yeah. and are educated in that aspect that they're making sure that other people are comfortable with where
3: they're
0: at. Yeah, for sure. It's
1: great to have that space for sure. Yeah. People that, that it really is triggering for like, Mm -hmm. that's amazing.
0: Yeah. So my, kind of my last question, um, you know, kind of the wrap up. So your original comment to me was, Hey, let's hear what somebody who's on the spectrum, what they, Mm -hmm. what they think about your video. So, I mean, I know you, you already told me, but, if you could just like relay that again, like how, how did watching my video affect you? What did it make you feel? And all of that.
2: I think that, well, from first watching it, cause I, it was just suggested on um, my feed, mm-hmm. like from someone, I don't know if um, Taylor is a Christian or not, but just like, it was again, a God thing. Cause being back home and being at the church that I am at, um, mm-hmm. As accepting as they are, I know that some people are still like, what you said, love the sin or hate the sin. Mm. And like, it comes to a point where, yes, I agree with that on some amount, but at the same time, like, I have people who are, I know in the back of their heads, they're still, they're like praying for me to be straight or praying Mm, that I don't pursue um, a relationship with a woman because I had actually my first relationship was with a girl that went to that church as well. Um, And just like being able to hear that, because you hear about people who are allies all the time, like, and, but at the same time, they're kind of uneducated about being
3: Mm. allies. Like Mm -hmm.
2: they're like, I support them. And it's like, but do you do it for you or are you doing it for them? Like being able to also have that Christ aspect was like, hey, you know, being able and when you were talking about like souls are attracted to each other, like mm-hmm. I feel that that is something that in my journey as like going through being gay and then thinking I was transitioning and then being gay again. Like I'm not attracted, like that's how I was attracted to my ex Tory. Mm-hmm who yeah. was the girl that was at the church like i was attracted mm-hmm. so attracted to her soul and to her faith like yeah, that's yeah. what drew me in. Mm-hmm. and being able to hear someone who just saying that like when you said that i was like holy crap yes that mm-hmm. is that is exactly like right on key." um and my last relationship not being one that was christ-based i definitely was more of a this is a physical attraction mm-hmm. not like there was mm-hmm. no faith in it um but yeah, especially with that, souls are attracted to souls. It was like, wow, like that is, that is how I work, mm-hmm. whether it be friends or a relationship. Like I can tell if someone is Christ based or not. And knowing that, like, my first relationship, even though it didn't end up working out, like that, yes, souls are attracted to souls, but also faith is attracted to faith. Like,
3: yeah, we're know.
2: not being gay, like everyone has their burdens and everybody has their sins and Mm -hmm. homosexuality just happens to be one that's more at least in with my appearance and how I act, is one that's way more obvious. Like I'm clear you can walk see me in public and people are like, Yep, they are not straight. Like Mm -hmm. but that that's more what people worry about instead of like my faith or who I'm with or who I'm friends with is kind of just like
0: They're, they're just they need to be more concerned about your heart rather than. Anything right, else. yeah.
2: And even, um, like, again, going back to that first relationship, like, they're having a partner who is Christ based, whether it's a straight relationship or a gay relationship, mm-hmm. like having someone who reminds you to pray every night or prays with you every night mm-hmm. or, like, asks you how your heart is. And um, just having people who, I have a friend, um, she's, a heterosexual relationship she's straight but like she is also Christ based and she's seen me go through the journey Mm. of that relationship and then the relationship I was most recently in and like having a friend who as you were saying in the video who just like loves you as you and doesn't view you as your sin and isn't judging who you love or who you're attracted to like that has gotten me through so much like yes Christ can got me through so much Mm. but I am seeing Christ through her, like oh, having that yeah. embodiment of Christ through other people is really,
3: oh my gosh, cause yeah. I have a
2: hard time sometimes where I'm just like, I don't see Jesus. Like, where are you? Or like yeah. you are in the sky right now. Like I don't see you in my life. I don't feel you in my life. And a lot of that is my own fault. But having that um, for those months that we were dating and then having my friends who have helped me out of that um, relationship and now the relationship I just recently got out of like, Especially my friend um, Maria, who helped, who was the one who helped me with the relationship with Tori, and then the most recent one. She's like, you can tell there's a clear difference, like
3: mm. whether
2: Christ is in your life or not, and like being able to have that. that is, and she doesn't see my gender. She doesn't see my identity. Like mm. she sees me as who I am,
0: and having yeah. that. She sees your Christ faith aspect, identity. And yeah, that's, that's, exactly. That's
2: what uh, not could be in could be straight, could be gay, like, but still are supporting and understand where they're coming from and realizing that it is not it's not just a sin like people aren't who they choose to love like right. it's, yeah. it's, it's like people I used to say that people aren't born gay like, they're not born into it but I honestly like I was born as who I am for reason yeah. I know that Christ has reached others through me and like others have learned from me and I've learned from others, just, like, faith-based, but having those, as, as you said, like, in the church and, like, even being able to approach people, not necessarily on a Christ-like-presenting way, but just being, like, you are loved, you are cared for, you are supported, like,
0: yeah.
2: it, it just is, it's a big eye-opener and something that I feel well needs much more.
0: Yeah. Oh, well... Me too. Me too, girl. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I, I definitely feel that. And of course, like the video was not like, I, like I said, like, I, I don't get to be brave. Like I'm not a hero in any of this, but it was like a scary thing for me to, to do that. Cause I don't know if, you know, um, I have been, you know, my, my family is conservative, but I've also, like okay, I said, yeah. at the beginning of the video, like, um, I've been associated with a brand. I was like, Christian artist touring Christian artist for years and years Um, and um, I have a lot of following at least I did (laughs) have a lot of following that um, really really were conservative and um, I knew that going into it when I recorded it when I uploaded it I knew that there was going to be a lot a lot of feedback, <laughs> positive, negative. I, I just yeah. knew that there was going to be a lot and it really was, it was quite a whirlwind because you see the comments on Instagram, but then there's comments on YouTube, on Facebook and I get direct messages as well. And, um, but it's, it's worth it because I know that the message that I'm, I was sharing and the, you know, the point that you brought up of like loving a soul, like that's truly life-changing. And that's what like, Literally changed my whole life. Truly was falling in love with my husband. <laughs> um, was yeah. it, it was so eye opening because I was like, okay, like nothing matters, <laughs> like no. nothing else, no, right. <laughs> nothing else matters in this life. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that like so much resonated with you, um, and it really, actually, it resonated with a lot of people. And I'm I feel like I'm very humbled that anything that I said resonated with anyone. Um, but but yeah, it's like. I don't know. I, I believe that God sees us in our hearts and like, he created us beautifully and wonderfully. Each of us, there was there's not a mistake. Um, yeah. there's, there's no mess up and there is no, like, there's n- nobody better or less. Like there's, I don't know, that's just not a game that God plays. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just, I'm really thankful that, you were you found my video (laughs) even though it's (laughs) super random that you found me um you're not the only person that found me super randomly because like I told you like my my video was shared and I never got to see who shared it or like where it was or anything so I I just got people you know messaging me and responding and following who I, I I hadn't known so I'm so glad that you're one of them and that we got to like cultivate this friendship because social media is awesome that way yeah (laughs) I love it Um, is there any final message that you would like to give to our listeners we have listeners from all backgrounds from conservative to um, not (laughs) to very liberal and um, is there anything (laughs) that you have that you like a message you really want to get across
2: Um, mine would just be like Don't see people just as their appearance Mm -hmm. or like their identity or their sexuality or or whatever they prefer. Like you said, a soul is a soul, and like whether they're faith based or not, the only way you're gonna reach someone is when you approach them where they're at, yeah, in not a as non judgmental way as you can,
3: yeah.
2: Um, Because I know like the best way that I've reached people is just being myself Mm -hmm. and not necessarily bringing christ right into it but him speaking through my actions because yeah. um, i know that that is the best way that i've reached people especially who are either like liberal or not i mean not liberal conservative sorry, or like not of faith like just yeah. being like hey i'm at this point but then them being like i've had a lot of people tell me that there's something different about me and that's
0: when it's like well it's jesus, it's jesus. like, yeah, there's,
2: it's, that's all i can really
0: and then that is in. your identity and, and like that yeah. is who you are is like you you are a chosen child of god <laughs> that's yeah and
2: are. to also not be caught up in labels like mm-hmm. whether
0: it's people who are in
2: the lgbtq plus community like yeah. you're not your label you're not like whether you're on hormone therapy or not like Mm. that's not who you are and you're not any less of a person because you don't necessarily meet the worldly or social media standards
0: of it amen yeah that's beautiful (laughs) i love that i love that okay can (laughs) can our listeners find you anywhere can they find you on instagram can they follow you um
2: yeah um i have my instagram is authenticy. um it's a-u-t-h I'm trying to think how to
0: spell it. Well. A-, a U. I'm looking at uh, it. It's, it's like A U T H E N T I K E E, and I'll I'll list it yeah. in our description of this podcast, this episode, so they will be able to um, find you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and if people do want to find me on Facebook, um, I can message you my yeah. name um, and stuff, and you can put it on there too. Beautiful. Oh, I awesome. still want to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. absolutely. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I get that. are welcome to shoot me a message or whatever. Um, uh,
0: my, my my profiles are public and my dms are always open okay mm-hmm. amazing thank you so much Keith. Yeah, we've like <laughs> loved talking with you this has been really incredible <laughs> thank you for having me guys yeah. thank you guys for listening